You're listening to From One Caregiver to Another. I'm your host, Kay Coughlin. I'm a business coach and an advocate for people with family caregiver responsibilities. I'm a family caregiver for my mother too, and I just don't believe that we caregivers have to put ourselves last. I believe that our families, government, and society in general owe us a lot more help than we usually get. And I'm here to help you learn to speak up for yourself so you can live your own life again. This is episode 103. Before I get started today and really dive in, I would like to ask you what topics you want me to cover in a future Q&A episode. What are you curious about? Is there a situation that comes up for you and you feel like you get tongue-tied and you just don't quite know how to handle it and you wish it would turn out differently? This could be about business, since I'm a coach for solopreneurs and small business leaders. Maybe this could be something about working with clients or managing your team or maybe diversity, equity, and inclusion issues. Or you could have a question about living your life as a caregiver. Maybe there are things that come up where you need to make sure that people still see you and acknowledge your existence and include you in decision-making. Or you could ask me about something related to how to stay in the workforce when you also have family caregiver responsibilities that seem like they are totally incompatible with your job. All right, so for today's Q&A, I am looking at something that comes up quite a lot in conversation And that is what to do about unsolicited sales calls. So for this episode, I'm really talking about real-time calls, things that happen in real time, like in person, at a network group, maybe, or on the phone. But of course, we all get unsolicited sales pitches in email and social media too. So this might be something you could use for that as well. Now, if you personally don't have any trouble ignoring unsolicited sales calls and it doesn't make you feel guilty at all, listen to this episode by thinking about somebody in your life who does struggle with this issue when these calls happen. Maybe for you, this is somebody older, like your mother or your father, or maybe you've got somebody in your life who tends to be a people pleaser. And you see them spend a lot of their time talking to salespeople when you know darn well that it's not something they really need. One of the biggest struggles that I hear about when it comes to handling unsolicited sales calls is this. Well, it wouldn't be nice or polite to ignore them. And it wouldn't be nice to walk away or to hang up on somebody. I hear this a lot. In fact, I talked about the way that we confuse politeness and boundaries back in episode 49, which is called Boundaries and Guilt, part one. Part two of that episode is number 50. That one's also pretty good too. So those would be good episodes to listen to if you haven't already. And I will leave links for those down in the show notes to make it easy for you to find those. Something that I have been hearing for my whole life is that You can't ignore somebody or hang up on them because I already said it wouldn't be nice, right? You just heard me say that. But another thing that I've heard is that you can't do it because it would make them feel bad. There are two important things that I want to point out to you here. First, 
And this applies in every part of adult life. So hear me on this. You are not responsible for the feelings of another person. You cannot make anybody feel anything, period. You can't make someone feel good. You can't make someone feel bad. You can't make someone feel guilty. Look, I know this is really hard to believe because we've all been told forever that we can make other people feel bad or feel other things. This is just not true. Even if it's used in a way that's a little more positive, like, oh, you can go make her feel better, it still doesn't work that way. Adulting doesn't work that way. Feelings don't work that way. There is an exception to this, and I have to talk about this, point this out every time I say this. And the exception to this is adults who have a cognitive impairment. So I'm talking about dementia or a brain injury, and there may be some diseases that also have cognitive impairment as a symptom or as a result. But look, those are the only exceptions to this truth. And interacting with those adults, adults who have cognitive impairment, requires special attention and care. And I believe in that. And I'll say it again. This exception applies only to them. Adults who just display emotional immaturity. Okay, when an adult in your life shows emotional immaturity, however that shows up, I want you to know that is not an excuse. You still can't be responsible for their feelings. You can't cause a feeling in them. So someone who is emotionally immature, who just doesn't show up in their relationships like an adult, that is a very different situation from somebody who has a cognitive impairment because of something that's happened in their body or maybe because of a traumatic experience. So what I'm really saying here is that the vast majority of adults, and I mean the vast majority, most adults are perfectly capable of managing their own emotions and you cannot cause a feeling to happen in them. Also, they can't cause a feeling to happen in you. This idea, this idea that adults are responsible for their own emotions and you can't make anybody feel anything and I can't make anybody feel anything, this is one of the most freeing things that I have ever learned and this is why. Because now that I know this and understand this and I believe it and I practice this in my own life, I will tell you something. It is almost impossible to manipulate me now. Now that I know that people can't make me feel bad, I take responsibility for my own feelings and I almost can't be manipulated. I'm sure there's somebody out there who can manipulate me, but it's pretty hard now. Now, there's another thing that I have to say every time I talk about this, and it's this. It is every adult's responsibility to behave in whatever way you want in this world. So if you want to be a jerk, okay, you get to be a jerk and you can live with those consequences, whatever that means for you. If you want to be loving and caring and thoughtful, you can do that too. And you can still know that if you are being 
loving and caring and thoughtful, which is not the same thing as being a doormat, okay? You can be those things. You can be thoughtful. And still, somebody can accuse you of hurting their feelings. And the thing to remember is it's just not as simple as that. It doesn't work that way. Besides, there are people in this world who will use their hurt feelings as a way to try to manipulate and distract you, even if you behaved in a way that you thought was perfectly when you were dealing with them. There are people who are still going to get their feelings hurt. That's how people are. And you can't change that no matter what you do. Human beings are complex. Our relationships are complicated. And that's just the truth of it. Now. The second thing to know about this is this. Sales calls, no matter how people deliver them in person or through an email or whatever, sales calls are about business, period. They're not personal. Now, some salespeople might make them seem like they're personal, but they're not. You can be best friends with somebody and you can still not buy from their business, not even if it's right for you. Part of being in business, and I say this as a business owner and as a business coach, part of this is understanding that there is a big difference between personal relationships and business transactions and business relationships. I want to be totally upfront here and tell you that I have known plenty of salespeople who use emotional manipulation to get the sale. I've known some of them personally. So what do I mean by emotional manipulation? There are lots of things this could be. This is like trying to make friends with somebody who's lonely. And of course, that is what we see happen a lot with scams that take advantage of elderly people. Or somebody might tell you that they have to make a quota. And what they're doing there is they're trying to make you feel guilty in advance for thinking about not buying. Another way people do this is they might take advantage of personal relationships. And I have certainly seen this play out with friends who try to convince other friends to buy their products or maybe hire their kids to work for them. Another version of emotional manipulation is using fear or threats to convince somebody to buy. Another one is That if you ever hear someone say to you, if you really love your family, you'll do this for them or you'll buy this for them. And then the last one that I can think of for today anyway is when somebody accuses you of not being confident enough or trusting enough or not being decisive enough to buy from them right then and there or to share your personal information with them so that they can get some personal information from you to help with selling to you, sometimes to hurt you. And people try this kind of emotional manipulation with me all the time. It happens to me all the time. And I know that there are more kinds of emotional manipulation that I could add to this list of sales tactics, but that's all that I could think of for today. But, you know, if you can think of more, go ahead and leave me a comment or send me an email or find me on social media because I would love to hear what else you've seen go on in sales that feels like emotional manipulation. Now, I have to also be really clear here and say to you, what I am not telling you is that salespeople are bad. Please don't hear me saying that. I personally have been involved in sales for a long time. And this started for me 
back when I used to ask people for money as a fundraiser for charitable organizations. And now I do it all the time when I talk to people about possibly hiring me, whether it's as a business coach or a keynote speaker. And I think that I have an excellent code of ethics when it comes to sales. In fact, because I have such a code of ethics around sales, I love sales and I love sales conversations because I'm honest and straightforward and I know that I help people on a deep and life-changing level when they buy something from me. So I love sales. Now let's get back to how to handle unsolicited sales calls. Well, the real answer to that is you can do whatever you want. You can handle these however you want. Sales calls are about business. Remember, they're about business. You can talk to the person who calls or walks up to you, or you could hang up, or you could listen a while and then hang up, or you could engage in a serious conversation about their product or service and then walk away. This is totally up to you. And since it is about business, and also since adults are responsible for their own feelings, the way that salesperson feels is not your concern. Now, I will tell you that if you want to handle a sales call by being a big jerk or playing a prank on a caller, I can't say that I recommend that. That's not what I would do. But it's not up to me to tell you what to do. And that's because I don't get to decide this for you. I get to decide how I want to be in the world and how I want to show up. And you get to decide what you want to do and how you want to be in the world. You do not have to be polite during a sales call, whatever polite means, and we can argue about that. Again, go back and listen to episodes 49 and 50 if you haven't already. One of the reasons that you just don't have to worry about politeness, besides the fact that I wish we could get over our confusion about that, is that we can always remember that unsolicited calls or emails or conversations over cocktails are, I already said it, unsolicited. You didn't invite this person into your life. You did not invite this person to talk. You didn't schedule a time. They are interrupting you. They're interrupting your work, your life. You don't owe them anything. You are allowed to make a boundary decision that you won't talk to unsolicited salespeople if that's what you want to do. That is your right. That is every person's right. You get to protect your time and energy and money and other resources however you want to. That's up to you. Now, if you feel that you absolutely have to respond rather than hanging up or ignoring them or walking away, here's something simple that you can practice saying. If this helps you, great. You know, I'm a big believer in scripts. If this script helps you, that's terrific. So something that you could practice saying is, I'm not interested in this, so I'm going to hang up now. That is simple, clear communication. And I will tell you what, I myself did this about a half an hour ago when somebody called trying to sell me, and I'm not kidding about this, trying to sell me advertising for a golf course in Arizona. And I live in central Ohio. And so they were trying to solicit local businesses. This was unsolicited, obviously to put ads on a golf course in Arizona. What I said to them was, I'm not interested. This is not a good fit for me. I'm going to hang up now. Simple, clear, straightforward. 
I want to give you a reminder here about something really important to never, ever give out sensitive information to anybody who calls or emails you requesting it. If there is sensitive information involved, make sure, please, that you are the one to initiate that conversation. I'm talking about bank account numbers, credit card numbers, social security numbers, birthdays, passwords, anything like that. Maybe it seems really obvious to you to hear me say this, but I just don't think we can ever hear this reminder too often. There are a lot of bad actors out there, people who are going to try to get your information and use it for nefarious reasons. We know this for a fact. It happens a lot. And there is just no need to open yourself up to be the victim of anything, including a scam. So if anybody tries to manipulate you into giving out this information, and I just talked about emotional manipulation, pay attention to that. Please, please, please learn to see that as a major red flag that something is wrong with this conversation and know that any reputable business will not ask you for sensitive information out of the blue. They'll have a process that you can follow to get that sensitive information to them. And probably where they can't even see it, there'll probably be some kind of a secure format so that you can do that safely and securely. So the two things that I really want you to remember from this episode today are this. Number one, that you cannot make any adult person feel anything. The vast majority of adults are capable of managing their own emotions. And emotional immaturity is just not an excuse that makes it your problem. You don't have to be manipulated by somebody who wants to use emotions to try to get to you and to try to get you to do something that's not in your best interest or not something you want. And two, remember that sales calls are always about business. They're not personal. You get to interact in a professional way as somebody who's talking about business. Especially when sales calls are unsolicited, you are not obligated to keep talking if you're not interested for any reason at all. That's called business. That's what business is about. And I want you to know that everybody has this right, regardless of your age, gender, skin color, religion, education level, country of origin, whatever applies. This is for all adults. This applies to all of us. You do not have to engage in sales calls if you don't want to. You don't have to worry about being nice or polite. Whether we are talking about sales calls that are regarding your personal life or your job or business, sales calls are business and that is how business works. Now, before you go, if you liked this episode and you'd like to support my work, there are two simple ways you can do that. You can help the podcast by rating this episode. You can leave a comment or share it with a friend. Or you could tell a friend that I'm a business coach for solopreneurs and small business leaders. And I just want to say thank you in advance for helping me grow so that I can help more people, including helping more people through this podcast, which I'm able to offer totally for free because people help me grow my business. Thanks for being with me here today. You can find out more about all of this work at facilitatoronfire.net. 
That's facilitatoronfire.net. If you haven't already joined my free boundaries community, what's stopping you? It is the place to explore setting boundaries without judgment or guilt. There you're going to find just real talk about how humans really work. And you can find that community at facilitatoronfire.net slash boundaries. I can't wait to be with you again in the next episode, From One Caregiver to Another.